want to grow as a grower? Are you tired of being put to sleep by your educational growcasts? Are you tired of hearing about products you don't fucking want and can't afford? Are you tired of being told how you should grow? Hi, I'm Johnny Apple, and joining me is everyone's favorite amphibian, the Reverend Pirate Frog. Join us as we sift through the bullshit on the internet and try to get better as growers. This is your average grow. Hey, dude. Hey, man, what's up? Hey, I got a very special guest, almost a guest of all-time honors. It's my buddy, Alibrihe. Yo, what's up? What's going on, man? Glad to have you here. Finally. Finally, man. Uh, it's good to be here. I'm chatting with my pals. I know. It's it's exciting. And I hate to ruin everybody's uh, fun, but you're also going to be the next guest on the circle. So it's just going to be a, an ultimate experience. I can't wait. We, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, man, the, the Tangy Tipa Guanagrello. So much fun. Um I just want to start by thanking you two guys in particular for kicking the whole thing off and getting everybody really amped for it. And man, did it go better than I ever expected. It was so much fun watching all the different uh, styles of grow and different phenotypes pop up. And uh, somewhere just blew my mind. Oh, yeah. It was an absolute blast. And there are just amazing people out there growing some amazing plants. Yeah, there really was. It was crazy to see. And congratulations, man. You you pulled it off and you've managed to drop, I think, 150 other packs since then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard you could call out 32 yeah, drops or 32 something. 32 drops. Uh, it, on the it's, last episode. You yeah, gotta, no, you, we're, we're on, we've done three drops. That's it. Plus, plus a, little, a little holiday merch drop. That was it. That's true, but you know, it's just every time we gotta we gotta fight for them and throw blows with our our brothers. You know, you get they're they're you remember them differently, I guess. Uh, well, I appreciate you. Uh, nah, they, nah, nah, they've been the drops are they've sold out, but you know they're they're around for hours. So if you, oh, yeah. if you show up on time, it's not a problem. And the packaging and all everything is great. And, uh, we'll 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 get into that, but I know Johnny has a very important question for you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I just normally I like to to bring the guests on and just kind of ask them, like, you know, how you got into cannabis? Like, what what uh, started your relationship? What started you down this path? Um, great question. Um, I I have a strong relationship with cannabis and have since about my sophomore year of high school. Um, I I got into it. Uh, I was actually my my first. Uh, experience was the summer after my sophomore year in high school and I had just been an exchange student uh in Frankfurt Germany and that was like a summer of first the first time I had ever like had beer and felt drunk I also that summer over there smoked uh, a hookah pipe and uh, things like that so it, it was kind of I had you know broken my cherry of uh of feeling uh, not sober and uh, that summer I came back home and I had actually bought a little hookah pipe over there and some buddies and I 
found one of their older brothers uh home grove and i i don't think quality was very good i don't remember getting high but just the the experience of it was pretty amazing and then shortly after you know i, I tried it again and again with other friends and you know did experience the effects and i didn't know it at the time but i you know had such a perfect relationship with it it just it made me feel very balanced and um i've always been like a, a shy kind of socially awkward person at times and uh it definitely has sort of made me feel relaxed and less anxious and just more myself um so over the years it just became a big part of my life and in college i became a daily user and pretty much have been ever since that i went to college in 06 so um for 15 plus years i've been a daily user and never never planned on quitting it's it's been such a big part of my life oh yeah man i gotta ask is what's it with this germany place both you and johnny speak so goddamn highly of it oh man go go there that's all i can say yeah one of my one of my best friends actually who went on that trip in high school uh he actually moved there and lives there full-time and is an architect in germany Um, what part of germany did you go to i was an exchange student in frankfurt um the only reason we went but my school didn't even offer german and none of us who went spoke a lick of german uh we just went because we had a sister's there and we went and stayed there was like 10 of us on the trip and we went and stayed with 10 of their students and then that next fall the same students came and stayed with us um so it was just like a little exchange like a little month-long thing um so it wasn't like a full full exchange student type deal but uh, right it was less about education and more more just about experiencing the culture oh, that's yeah, awesome man. Yeah, it was very cool. My my family took me to Paris one weekend. You know, I, I got to travel around Europe a little bit that summer, so it, it was great. Oh, That's yeah, sweet. Johnny yeah. just had to join the army. <laughs> hey, That's all know? I had to do. Well, <laughs> we we appreciate your service, Apple. Yeah, yeah, me too. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but when, yes. when were you in the army? Uh, fucking long time ago. Um, 2003, 2003 to 12, 2012. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Did we two tours in Iraq. Yeah. It was, fu- those fun times. I was a cook in the army. Oh, that's I awesome. I wasn't El Abrihe level fucking cookery. I don't have the, the taste buds that you do, nor the knack for it, <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, but I, uh, yeah, so slop I, cooking was my deal. As honorable nice. as that seems. Very, very honorable. <laughs> I, I'm incredibly spoiled by all the cooks that I know. I get to sample all your whalers, and you expect nothing of me because I'm a lousy chef. <laughs> I, I was happy to help with the mac and cheese recipe at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it, it was a killer. I, I, I I thank you kindly for making me look competent. <laughs> Anytime, brother. Yeah. Oh man, I love some mac and cheese. I don't want to spiral down that. Button. Yeah, I know. Don't don't start Jeez. there. I'm starving. But <laughs> I I love that. Um, you know, 15 years of a daily smoke user and stuff, and and you know, I'm I'm pretty similar. Um, 
I mean, I don't use all day, of course, because there's sometimes I can't, but uh, I, I feel you on it. The, the same medicine value that you get, I also get, you know, it, the, there's a lot to be said about its anxiety, like it's anti-anxiety helping, right? That was the weirdest totally. way to phrase that it helps you feel less anxious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm one of those people who thinks it's it's medical, whether you know it or not, and whether you yeah. Uh, think it's not if you're just using recreationally or you think it's just recreationally no you are getting medicinal value out of it whether you know it or not you're you know whether it's just an anti-inflammatory or you know a mild balancing of your endocannabinoid system in some way you're you're it's the same like food you know any food you eat is either it's either increasing your health or it's detrimental to your health you know one, one or the other it's not just neutral yeah, um, any any day you're less stressed is a better day. Totally. For your health. Yeah, and I mean, and all the recreational users out there, that's what they're doing. They're just using yeah. it to, like, feel relaxed and mm-hmm. feel, you know, have a moment of peace and clarity and Go or, to your or doctors not clarity and, and maybe feel that, really... That you want a pill for that. What are they going to do? They're going to prescribe you a fucking pill for it. What's the difference? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean... Yeah, so many people are on pharmaceuticals as an alternative. Exactly. There's money in the uh, there's money in criminalizing the plant. Uh, That's the hundred percent problem, man. Is getting that stigma broken. How do I tell my eighty year old grandma, like grandma, man, you want to fucking smoke some weed? Unfortunately, it would help you. Unfortunately, I think that generation is is might be beyond saving at this point. Because yeah. they were so well indoctrinated or well doctrinated against it, but if you look at the future generations, there's there's no freaking uh, like shame in it. No, totally. Yeah, not not like saying that's a representation yeah. of what we should all hope for. The younger generation is beyond fuck in a lot of ways, but <laughs> at least the stigma of smoking weed is not there. <laughs> No, totally. And, you know, it's it's up to people like us who believe in it to change the stigma. And, you know, I've watched people like back in high school, I grew my first plant. My, my parents found out and they were, you know, not happy about it. But and then in college, I was arrested for allegedly selling marijuana and uh, they were not happy about that. And then but ever since I've still been a user and I just I've preached the advocacy of its benefits my personal yeah. benefits to them all these years and you know nowadays they use themselves at times and those nice. are the trying and edible and uh you know it's it's I, i'm grateful to have parents that are so open-minded like that because i do hear some horror stories out there of friends girlfriends on instagram whose families don't accept it and you know it's it's a shame yeah, it's it's a tough life, um, especially if you're in a place that it's it's accepted nowhere, and you you could feel like an outcast or something, you know. Like, and and generally, you know, if you're gonna judge a plant by a teen how a teenager does things, that's pretty piss poor, right? Like, if you judge the person by what they did as a teenager, that's just silly. Yeah, think totally. about it. Jesus Christ, if everybody judged me for everything I did as a teen. Yeah, exactly. So to think like your stereotype is, oh, they're just a lazy stoner or they're, they're a drug dealer. It's like, nah, man, they were just doing dumb teenager shit. Like, we all yeah. did it. We just didn't get caught. 
for real. Well, see, now for me personally, uh, and I know, Rev, you've uh, quit drinking as well, but yeah. I, I quit drinking three years ago. And for me, yes, now sir. the stigma, I go around town and I see all these drunk college-age kids and I'm like, oh, they look so dumb to me now. You know, that, that used to be me. That used to be cool. And like now it looks so dumb and juvenile. And, you know, now that's my stigma. It's like I got to yeah. be more open-minded and remember what I was like at that age. But, you know, al- alcohol is a lot more detrimental to society for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I just I just had a buddy over here that I hadn't seen in a while. And uh, he he's not a smoker, so it's not like nothing I pushed on him. But he saw I showed him my whole shit. And it was just like, do you see the difference between now? He, this is a dude who knew me when I was 21 and fucking probably ruined his wedding, like <laughs> this type of close. And uh, it was just like he sees the fucking difference there. That's the type of stigma you see. Like people need to see that relationship. Like, look, I'm a normal fucking guy now. Yeah. You well, in I mean? my yeah. in my case, especially right. Drinking almost killed me on multiple occasions. Um, and not just because I drank too much one night and got poisoning or something. No, I've never gotten alcohol poisoning like that. Like I meant like hospital, right? Like seizures and shit from long-term drinking. And the best thing that I like, if I had been not drinking and only smoking, my health would have had no deterioration in that way. Right. So all of that was socially acceptable. But if I would have, at least when I was growing up, it would have been morally worse to smoke a joint. So it's just, it's such a confusing society that we live in sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Totally. But yeah, alcohol also has that control over people too. Like I was in the hospital one time and they were, my doctor was like, man, you got to quit drinking. And I was like, nah, it's something else. And then I was back in the hospital and the doctor's like, I don't know how many times I got to tell you this. Um... But the next time you'll probably be dead. And I was like, well, then only two because you can't tell a dead person anything. But yeah. I, 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 was just <laughs> um, uh, I, I was in the, the hospital one time for alcohol poisoning. And uh, it was I, I was tailgating before a football game. And I oh, had shit. actually I, I used to be a distiller and I had made a batch of uh, George Washington's rye whiskey recipe. And <laughs> so it was like a, a white whiskey, a white rye. And I had brought a jar of that and a big batch of weed cookies I had made. And I ate like three cookies and drank like half the jar and was just smashed in the game. And my wife managed to get me to a uh, to an ambulance, went to the hospital. And I woke up and I ended up being okay. Part of it was I was just so stunned on the cookies. Um, and I remember, like, the only thing I remember is, like, waking up and telling the nurses, like, I feel really good. It's it's just weed. It's okay. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. I mean, I, I was pretty wasted, I'm sure, too. But, um, you know, I, I was thankful also for the weed. It made it not such a bad hangover the next day. Yeah. I mean, I, I that sounds crazy. But, yeah, that alcohol, alcohol is socially acceptable. Just remember that. Yeah, it's insane. I've never done anything so dumb and wild while being stoned. In fact, most of the time I just want to chill at home and be, you know, watch TV or read or whatever. The absolute worst thing you can accuse me of when I get too stoned is taking my dog for too many walks in nature. (laughs) Yeah, also a favorite activity for my daily walk. 
Yeah, I've been. I, I, mine today was just, uh, just your tangy before the interview. So, oh, nice. Yeah. How's it treating you? Oh, it's, it's fantastic, man. I can't speak highly of it enough. I, I, I know immediately it's got to go back into rotation. I know, I know we're, we're actually running low on our rosin. I haven't grown it since like my test around before the drop and we pressed it all into rosin and the stash is running low but i'm about to pop up a, a narrow leaf round here um in the next few weeks and tangy's definitely going to be in there and i'm probably going to pop up a couple of extra if i can fit them just yeah. for <laughs> just because i miss it or i don't nice. miss it I got it but i'm gonna miss it. yeah you 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 will miss it if you don't get on the the train but that that's really cool, and I'm excited for all your projects. And I don't want to, I don't want to press you press you for too much information. But I do want to ask, how is that 95 foot tall Egyptian landrace doing? <laughs> so it is like hit the top of the tent and is like arching back down towards the light. Uh, um, but everything in there, it, it produced so much pollen. It's insane. I need to do a final collection and actually just get it out of there because I'm kind of worried it might be a little too much uh, in the environment. Like every awesome. every single pistol has a has a seed growing in there. But probably the most exciting in there that's getting hit with that Egyptian is the uh, bubblegum queen with cheese which is I think it's gonna be pretty interesting uh combo there oh that sounds amazing and i know johnny loved his bubblegum queen and I'm, oh I'm, boy uh, yeah. oh yeah he, he talked Me about too. it all the time i i think about uh from a few years ago and that's also like a favorite of mine i, I love the ones that just nail the and bubblegum queen i know it came from that one time from the Hubba Bubba Hairs, which was from that. But uh, I love those ones that just nail that pink bubblegum flavor. It's always been, you know, a favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty really incredible. Cool I mean, it, I never was like, I was so surprised by how fucking close it was to that pink bubblegum. I was like, holy shit, man. But those are my favorite ones that, like, nail, you know, a blueberry mm -hmm. that smells just like a blueberry you know, a bubblegum that's just like pink bubblegum, the mangoes that's just spot on mango. Like those are the most, it's really fun to just like replicate a smell on its own. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the, the, the complexity of some of these others as well. And there's nuances in cannabis that you just don't get anywhere else in nature. But um, yeah, the ones that are just like spot on, like something else in nature are quite fascinating as well. Yeah, it's it's a real trip, and sometimes I do like when it's overwhelming in one direction, and I don't care what that direction is a lot, only because it helps simple-minded people like myself be like, all right, I can tell you exactly what this one's like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes it really easy to, you know, get the description and nail it on the head, and people know kind of what to expect. Yeah. It's great. Some stuff. of my descriptions can, can get crazy. I would I popped some speed uh, two days ago. Um, what was it? I'm trying to remember what the strain was. 
I, I can I remember turpentine, bubblegum. Uh, it was a it was the Malawi cross with Northern Lights number five from Ace Seeds. Ooh. And uh, I, I remember saying it was like pink bubblegum meets turpentine and mothballs with like a little hint of lemon lime on the back. God, and man, it was I... just so, so strange. But like I, I, at some point I picked up each one of those smells, you know, when you're I sitting wish... there popping seeds for an hour, smashing yeah. the terpenes in your nose, you, you tend to start to dissect it. I was going to say that helps a lot because I don't think I am capable of like getting that much out of it i would just be like i my brain would stop working be like i've told you it smells the same three times stop asking <laughs> <laughs> there's somewhere you just like uh, it just smells like weed like I don't, yeah. I, I don't know anything else to relate it to it's just the weed is the only thing it smells like it's always it's that's always fun my, that's what my dad always says man it's yeah. a fucking annoying the first time i ever got anything <laughs> from him was the tangy the first fucking time. Uh, he always goes, you know what that smells like to me? Good weed. You know what that <laughs> smells like to me? Good weed. Ah, okay, I get it. Your fucking nose is broken. I get it. But when I handed him the fucking nug of the tangy, he goes, see, now that smells fruity to me. I went, Jesus Christ. His nose does work. Oh, nice. Well, that means a lot to me, honestly. That uh, His first ever saying that it doesn't just smell like good weed was one of mine because that, that's one of the things that takes priority for me is, you know, I do most of my selecting on, on terpenes. Um, that's to me is like this uh, frontier in cannabis. It's still like so much left to discover. And I think there's a lot to it. Um, but that's that's so cool. I, I love hearing stories about uh, your grows with your dad <laughs> when, when you took him the tangy the other day. And, uh started dissecting the the skunks he had oh yeah scissors. man those skunks are fun <laughs> i thought of you scissors. as a surgeon just scissors oh, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what happened except for instead <laughs> of helping he's destroying no man i know no it, it, you did a great job i just i had to play the instances <laughs> oh shit i, I gotta nice. check the fucking the cuts on those yet i gotta see if there's fucking roots coming i started to see some unfavorable shit happening in that one that doesn't look the greatest but um are those from ag seed yep yep the ag seed co um skunk number ones nice yes yeah Yeah, and padre don't you have a uh an original haze from them going yeah not going yet but i i'm going to here soon um the uh original haze purple female Cots got me, so I gotta I gotta pop them, and then I gotta do an immediate um, open pollination on them, just to get a bunch of seed stock so that we can start working through it. Because we're gonna, in the long run, do uh, your average haze. Yes. With with the the East Coast for and West Coast come together, kind of your average. Oh yeah. Haze. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So it I- it'll be it'll be exciting. Um, it, who knows I, I, how long I, it takes? I definitely want to get get some of those uh, some of your open pollination seeds from you. Oh, absolutely! Already considered. Hell yeah! Um, I know Kotz has a bunch of stuff coming too, and so does Johnny. But uh, we're interviewing you, not us, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, geez. Well, no. So away. you said no, you no, said no. your first plant was uh, was uh, was high school. When did you uh, when did you continue grow? Have you been growing ever since then? 
off and on i mean i lived in i was a professional chef for a decade and then i got into food and beverage development am i there yeah sorry um Sorry, I, I was uh, I was a chef for a decade, and I was living in apartments off and on, and so I, I grew at times, but very rarely. It wasn't until I became a, a homeowner before I like really dove in and, and went for it, which was about five or six years ago. So I, you know, I haven't been doing it that long. But that being said, I, you know, I started popping seeds in two thousand and four, two thousand five. Um, so I, I've learned a thing or two along the way and I had done some just, uh, pollen chunking before, uh, just on regular seed grows when I found a male, I, I was usually pretty excited to like make some more seeds. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a maker at heart. I love, uh, I, I do it with all my vegetables as well. I, I only grow heirloom vegetables so I can save seed and select the best one for next year and things like that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So That's yeah, I've been I've been growing for a while, but really just like dove into it in the last five years, I'd say. And um, the auto flowers, just I think 2019 was when I kind of got turned onto those, and then 2020 when the pandemic hit, uh, I was like all into Mephista and Night Owl and Rockbud and snagging up their drops. And lately, you know, I I seek a lot of different stuff i buy from some european breeders and some land race stuff and more obscure things some cbd and cbg strains and things like that as i kind of want to you know veer from the the path everyone else is headed i think there's a lot of inbreeding going on and just too much high limonene high mercine strains and just all these candy flavors are a bit much and i, I want to seek some more authentic stuff and work more photo periods into the into the mix as well just for different profiles and different cannabinoid mixes and things i just want to say thank you that's amazing um but yeah i think i think you're right on there's there's it's almost like every single time a new reg drop happens it's like the dam opens just a little bit but the more photo to auto crosses we can get going this is just going to help everybody totally i uh i've got one in the works uh, uh i've got a few in the works i've got one from that i'm really excited from bloom seed company i, I want to do more strains that you know lend towards rosin my mm -hmm. my personal consumption habits have you know pushed in that direction and obviously it's it's not a bad thing for flower lovers either um to get more <laughs> resin yeah, no, no one's gonna weed. complain yeah i don't think there's any problems there but Son i do want to try bitch also if they do you are a breeder <laughs> and to fuck them right you're just like oh how dare i do it for myself <laughs> oh man <laughs> I mean, my shit one, doesn't uh, appeal to you yeah exactly <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah. fuck off seeing you bre seeing breeders like uh bloom seed company and have you ever seen that guy on instagram like i think it's swale or swale um but he he does like insane trichome photos under the microscope but just like super high quality photos of trichome heads and they've done tons of research on just 
the certain types of trigum heads that like have a weak uh where the weak section where the neck meets the or where the stalk meets the the head of the trichome and that, i guess that, that just is the answer for you know extractions and hash and whatnot um so just searching for more things like that would be really interesting and, and looking towards uh you know what the the hash makers in the photo period world and trying to incorporate their stuff into the that's that's awesome. So one of your one of your photo autos is going to be uh, just a straight hash plant. Well, it's it's excuse me, yeah. I, sorry, I'm a little high. I forgot to mention it. It's, it's papaya good. melons. Ah. It's papaya melons from uh, from Bloom Seed Companies. So that's one specifically for for hash. Uh, we got another Mazar e Sharif um, that had a very sour cherry gas kind of profile um it was just a beautiful plant also you know traditionally selected for hash production the egyptian land race project i'm working on you know that was also one selected for many generations for local hash production you know so i am looking for ones that lean towards towards hash i guess i i, I think the market is headed in that direction as well um but I also see with the increased use of extracts that people need more balance and we're our, you know, we're whacking out our high THC uh you know tolerances left and right. So I, I do see the need to incorporate some strains with C B D and C B G and uh whatnot in there as well to just give everybody that balance. I, I found myself really enjoying those mixed ratios. Yeah, I know a lot of people are ex really excited about your uh, mixed ratio. And I think you're right about the market heading that way, too. And I don't I also don't think um, anyone is ever going to complain if you can get an absolute dumper from an auto. Uh, totally. And, you know, that's where Tangy will probably come in as a conversion for some of those um, at some point. Because uh, it, it was a great yielder as far as an auto goes. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you do any breeding with your vegetables at all? What size vegetable garden do you have? Um, so I have a like a two acre little homestead property. We've got a big chicken coop, and um, it's it's somewhat of like a permaculture garden. So I've got uh, fig, nectarine, grapes, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, elderberries, um, uh, probably others, olives and things all going just, um, olives. Are, yeah. There's one variety the Albuquina, Arbuquina, excuse me. Arbuquina? Uh, Arbuquina, or at least in my zone, they're, they're, tolerant and it's lived through years of some pretty hard frost so it's it's in the it's in the gold we had um, an olive shit. tree out front of my house growing up and we finally removed it because it was an absolute mess <laughs> it was the absolute worst and i had to clean up after it it was it was horrid did, did it not produce olives oh it produced it produced um it, it wasn't a good olive um <laughs> But it produced a lot, but it just all went to the ground that I had to clean up and stuff like that. Um, 
but it finally got removed, not because my dad wanted to help me out, but because unfortunately it got some disease and the city had to remove it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I thought my dad was doing me a favor. He's like, nah, I had to. I was like, oh. <laughs> but, uh, so your garden sounds awesome. more like it's a it's a perennial style garden. Well, shit I, was that you don't have... yep. I was just listening to perennials first. But yeah. Oh, in, OK. Yeah. In between, in Burn. That, uh, Burn. <laughs> I, I almost forgot about my pawpaw trees. Yeah. No, uh, in between that, we do, you know, our seasonal garden. Um, you know, so in, in the spring, we're doing peas, favas, carrots, greens, lettuces, beets, radishes, stuff like that. Summer, all, all the usuals, um, tomatoes, cucumbers, squash, beans. We grow a lot of winter squash in the, in the summer because I, I really like pumpkin pie. And we, we like to have a lot of like butternut and pumpkins on hand to make pies all fall and make pumpkin soup and things. Fuck, right um, on, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we go we go hard in the garden. We, I, I, you know, honestly, this last year launching Alabrije, it took a lot of my time, and I slacked on my outdoor garden more than I should have. But every time the new year starts, I always like get a big boost of motivation, and that was something I saw that I was like, I missed. And I was like, I need to go a little harder in the garden this year, and you know, still save time for it. Do you do any breeding with any of the vegetables or fruits? I, I've done, I will say it's mostly been unintentional breeding. Uh, a couple of years back, I did, I called it my blue clay corn. It was uh, Stillwell's sweet corn crossed with Oaxacan green corn. And it made this beautiful blue corn that I grew out like a second generation and self-pollinated to like make a line. Um, but I've never really grown it out since. The, the, the squirrels have like uh decimated my corn crop the last couple of years i, I gotta figure out what Fuckers. to do fucking but they didn't use yeah, to it's so, it's so weird how like you know things have changed some years to another it's like there were always squirrels they didn't used to get my corn i don't know what changed but maybe it's that damn my own breed <laughs> isn't very tolerant yeah um, your, your and then, yeah, I, is, is squirrel crack you didn't know but it's the it's the number one drug of the squirrel population, dude. They love that blue clay. <laughs> um, and then I've done some like winter squash crosses. Uh, again, it was mostly unintentional uh, with the help of my bees friends. Um, but one really cool one was a Cinderella pumpkin crossed with the North Georgia candy rooster, and I still have tons of seeds that I grow out of that one. Um, so when you say unintentional basically you didn't find out till the next year when you grew out the seeds you saved from that variety they ended up being something else exactly yeah okay um yeah so no, <laughs> i'm not i don't i don't fancy myself much of a vegetable breeder but i do grow some of my own crosses these days but i yeah more of a, a pollen chucker out there that's awesome have, so other than the corn have you found anything else that was a total fucking keeper um, yeah, just that, I call it the Piedmont fairy tale pumpkin. Um, just those two really, uh, I can't think of anything else I've even really managed to cross. Um, nice. I, I, one time I, I got a crazy idea from a local farmer at the market who I used to talk to about weed and he thought that okra was like 
close enough in family relation that he could like cross some cannabis with it and i didn't see him for years and so like one time i tried myself and now nah, it was an utter bust um <laughs> but there, there were some you know there were some you know some traits i was looking for i had this like burmese okra with these pink tips and i was gonna cross it with this uh pink panama uh from mephisto that'd be but, funny yeah it didn't take bummer yeah could you fucking imagine if that tastes uh, dude one <laughs> asshole close to the fucking ochre field with a male he didn't know was a male and now oh. ochre is the fucking <laughs> i mean all those little spiky things on okra that like prickle you or they're trichomes you know they're just a different style so yeah I thought it'd be cool if it started producing just like sticky trichomes, uh, glandulars. I've got to be honest with you. I've uh, I've never seen okra. What? Uh, I guess not either. a Cali thing, huh? A uh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, no. I've it's not it's not out here in California, um, but I heard it said like every there's like a side dish very popular in the south yeah i mean fried okra is like the most notorious but i just like to saute it uh salt and pepper throw some some lemon onion tomato in there it's really good in the summer um i like it also because it's like a huge producer and um, it lasts like until the first few frosts so it goes super late into the fall and um, we just get a ton out of the plants and whenever it's just like what should we have on the side for dinner tonight it's just like oh, let me just go grab some okra it's just too easy do you do any cannabis infusing with your with your cooking um uh, sometimes i uh i drink a lot of hot chocolate at night these days and i just made like a huge batch of uh i, I do like a second and third press on my flour rosin and i save that for edibles and I did a big like batch of fudge for Christmas, but I've just been using it lately to make hot chocolate with, um, and it's been awesome. It's been like my night my go to nightcap these days. Hell yeah, you're putting it in one of those limited Alabrihe mugs too, aren't you? I don't even have one. Can you believe it? Mine, uh, mine is in the kiln at the moment. Apparently, I uh, I'd hope so. As well. <laughs> yeah, I, I requested one, but uh, I've got one in the works too for Big Green Guy. Requested one, and and oh, he doesn't to, get anything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and to Bubba's Bud, the the guy who actually like made the stencil, um, one. But Mister has said something exploded in the kiln recently, and a few got damaged, so it's it's been taking a little longer than expected. Oh, no. oh shit! It's the nature of it. She works. Yeah. You gotta go like fucking chip studios. it all off. Uh, she doesn't. She works. Whoever at the studio oh. she works at, the you know, the owner does all the firing and the kilns and things. And so who knows who whose mistake it was? But it's it's the nature of it. That you know, sometimes you gotta expect that you can't be too attached to your your art. Right. Jeez. That's it's that sounds awesome though. I mean, you know that there's a market for them, so it's it's yeah. always good. Well, ho- hopefully hopefully I'll get my my butt going on the coffee 
and uh, maybe we'll I'm do a little coffee mug drop somewhere. Are you uh, growing the coffee yourself too? No, 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 no. Um, I don't think I'd ever be able to produce. Well, a, it doesn't produce in my region, um, but I, I don't think I'd ever be able to produce the quantities. I just uh, bought some uh, some wholesale beans. Uh, right now, I'm just running like some test beans. I, I've sourced. They're Mexican. They're from Veracruz. Um, they're called La Laja Honey. Um, and that's what I've been running as testers so far, but I need to, I've just been, what do you got? Like a, lately. like a one pound, one, one pound roaster. Yeah. It's like one of those really rudimentary, super basic. It's just got like a rotating arm on a, on a hot plate basically. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, it looks like a big crock pot kind of thing. Um, but my, my plan is to, to dial it in there and get it to like close enough where I kind of have a roast pattern and a roast you know depth i'm going for and then i'm gonna try to like sort of work with a local roaster here to at least like do some larger batches to release but i just wanted to do that to start off before i like super committed to anything because the roaster i i've got my eye on is kind of pricey and i just wanted to sort of like make sure this is you know something i want to follow through with you didn't want to go down the wrong path invested in it yeah yeah we're just getting started soft and balls you know, deep into I, a pile not, of lava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great coffee out there. So, you know, I know what I'm like diving into. I'm not, uh, I'm, you know, an admitted amateur. So I'm not going to release anything until I'm pretty stoked on it. And, you know, at first that may come with the assistance of some pros. Um, but down the line, I would like, it's something I just, I'm passionate about and wanted to learn more about and be more involved in the process of my daily coffee. And, you know, um, so hopefully it's something that I'll, I'll stick with for years and upgrade my roaster and we'll turn it into more of its own thing down the line. But in the meantime, I hope to just do a couple small drops this next year and, um, yeah, you know, have fun with it. Oh, I definitely Absolutely. want in on that. Oh, I yeah. am a fucking coffee-aholic. Yeah, that's me too, man. It's it's funny because I don't drink coffee, but I would still get it because when I do drink a cup of coffee, right, it might as well be my buddies. What? What? Yeah, hell yeah. You know, you're gonna have somebody come over and stay at some point. You know, they need a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah, exactly. I'll invite them into my tent by the side of the freeway. Um, (laughs) So, what do you? What do you drink, Rev? No coffee, no no alcohol. What's your what's your beverages of choice? Water, so boring. Water. I do very much like water, though. I I try and drink. I mean, I love least, water, but yeah, I I drink I drink water at work, right? Like I try and drink a gallon of water a day. Um, but sure. yeah, I drink a lot of water. But I I I can't sit still, and I'm constantly doing things. Um, plus, and if, if I piss all the time, if I'm doing it on the uh, boss man's dime, you know. That's yeah, it. but no. Um, <laughs> I, I I really like I I, I really like teas like um, ice just pure iced teas great N- none of the sweet tea I can't do your guys's sweet tea. Um, <laughs> I, I do really, much sugar these days. I really used to like sun tea, but I I've I've heard that sun tea is extremely risky for you. So I I was like, man, maybe I shouldn't risk it anymore. So. I just cold brew my tea. What does sun tea. tea give you fucking cancer too now in California? 
No, no. It has something to do with it never reaching the uh, an optimal temperature. So you're just risking like a, ba- a bad bacteria. bacteria beer. Yeah. And there's no reason to do it. You could, you know, so it was just like. Yeah. I'll either cold brew it or, or <laughs> holy it fuck, up. man! I grew or up in a trailer it, park. Yeah. I, you know how many fucking sun oh, teas I, say, I drank, dude? I drank sun tea my entire childhood. And, that and, explains what the fuck is wrong with us. Yeah, well, that, I, I think no, it's there's a lot more. We, I think we built some immunity because I'm the same. Like, yeah. you know, we were the kids growing up who ate pizza that sat out for like six hours. And we're exactly. I, I think drank we, out of the hose. I still do. I know. That, yeah, I mean that's that's <laughs> you hit that spot on. It's right in the danger zone between forty oh, yeah. degrees and one forty is like the worst temperature for your food to be like yeah. sitting at. Um, but so probably we built up some like immune, would, uh, uh, yeah, immunity or something because we also drank yeah. water out of the hose, right? And like did all kinds of crazy things that I'm sure people would talk badly about now. But we're all still alive for the meantime. Although it's, totally. it'll. It'll later come out that humans are capable of living to like 250 if we only didn't drink out of plastic hoses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine the BPA we consume. Oh, it's, my poor it's grandpa terrible. would have been 100 instead of 99. Poor guy. Yeah. Fucking poor garden guy. hose drinker. <laughs> I mean, uh, on that note, you know, over the years getting, you know, cannabis from all sorts, I, I lived in australia and uh lived in spain and england and mexico and you know i've sourced cannabis from shady sources many times and you know looking back i especially in mexico i remember smoking you know some pretty crap weed that gave me headaches and things and so i'm sure it had some gross pesticides and things on it so that's another great (laughs) reason why i love growing my own now i mean the the reasons are endless, but um, I was going to ask you if you grew that way in your garden. I guess you just answered that. So I take it you're full organic out in your garden. Yeah, I uh, I only add compost and mulch. Um, pretty much is it. I buy like I buy my city does uh, uses all the leaf and limb pickup to make like they do industrial compost, and it's like ten bucks for a truck bed full. So I get that. And once per year, I'll lay it on all my, I, I just have like beds that I maintain out in the garden and, and four of them have like big trellis arches for cucumbers and peas and beans and things like that. Um, so I do a layer of compost and then a layer of mulch and I just keep it weeded um, and I mow around the sides. And that's pretty much all we do to maintain it. That's awesome. Hell yeah, man. Fuck I'm yeah. so jealous of you guys with garden space. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I've got that's a, why I've, I moved. I moved back to to where I live uh, yeah. because I, I could have a better quality of living at a better price. Um, it is. It is not just a a better quality of living, but it also like makes you live longer, right? Studies constantly show that being around nature in any capacity extends your life, but especially when you're gardening something and you get the satisfaction of either consuming it you know any way you want or uh doing other stuff with it i lost my train of thought <laughs> fuck you no, tangy. You, you, you <laughs> fuck you, tangy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you nailed it man i i love there's nothing there's no better feeling than like at dinner time literally and going to like cut the salad minutes before eating it um oh, oh yeah and, you know everything tastes better 
yeah and it's just you know it has those microbes are still in there we don't always do the best job you know and you don't need to i i've, I've worked on several organic farms where we just like pull the carrot out of the dirt and just like chomp it down right there oh yeah you know it's the, okay the, it's okay to get some of those microbes the absolute best carrot i've ever eaten in my life was straight out of the ground just wiped off with my hand and it was like the first time i had ever ever had an overly sweet carrot and i was just like oh my god this is why do we only why don't we only eat these kind of moments you know isn't it, it crazy it's it, like super yeah. floral and rosy it's yeah got like really hydrangeal is the terpene in there that's uh just the same terpene roses and it's just so aromatic and like a carrot straight out of the ground love it yeah it just it's there's nothing there's it's one of my favorite vegetables for a reason and whenever you tell someone that they're like what that's weird i'm like no you're, you're getting not good carrots oh yeah and we we use all the greens we make uh that's like our spring pesto before you know before Ooh. the basils come around in the summer we use the carrot top to make a carrot top pesto oh it's so you make really it like the exact same way you would with basil, but but with the carrot tops. Well, I hope if you learn nothing from us ever, it's that recipe, because that sounds good. Oh, I, I no, you guys are awesome. I I learned all about worms a few weeks ago. I learned about uh, um, crystals on Grow Go Grows episode. I learned every episode. That's why we have guests to make us seem I know. smarter. We want <laughs> people to value what we have to offer here, so we just get people to offer shit for us. I would say I learned the labs from from Rev, but I I admittedly knew that one. See, and that's the thing. I it, it's such a I, if if one person learns, I'm glad because it's such common knowledge. Um, I'm but, so glad you shared the process. I think it is such an easy, important one to, that everybody should be making themselves and using. Oh, Why not? Absolutely. It's so simple. And it can be used for anything. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you, there's a lot of stuff out there that's like that. Um, again, the tangy got me. What the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> Dude, you're on fire. Love it, man. <laughs> We were talking about the how we fail to educate the public and we make our guests do it for us, and you spiraled down some rabbit hole about labs. That's where I lost my train of thought. There we go. We're <laughs> the see, your average grow. No, that's a good thing, man. We're just having our good... That's how you know we're really friends with a guest is when it's not all professional because we're just hanging out with our buddy. Yeah. No, normally, I, normally I, I get a little nervous uh, to chat with with the uh, podcasters but you guys it's just like chatting with with friends exactly terrible terrible friends we're all smoking <laughs> your weed yeah he's all smoking <laughs> your weed and after nah. we'll ask you for 20 bucks no, i'm just kidding <laughs> 20 bucks nah, and they, some coffee beans yeah oh, there you go <laughs> nah, no. nah, um, it's, an, it's an honor that you guys are uh lit on things yeah, it's great stuff. Dude, man, I, t I got to tell you, my fucking F1s, I f man, whatever I did with that clover and stunting those, I was so disappointed because, dude, the fucking smoke on those F1s are just, they're way more fruity than what my uh, F2 ended up being. And I prefer the fruitier um, terps than I do, but this, the my F2 ended up with like some garlicky funk to it. It's hard to explain. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. super, uh, it's super fucking fruity still, but there's like a garlic funk to it. That's, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's fucking, but, uh, yeah, it's all fucking crazy. Good shit. That mystery thing. Uh, it doesn't have any funk to it. It's very fruity floral, whatever it is. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've given up trying to like guess which one what the mysteries are there's too many variables in there. god only knows because i put that thing through the ringer too with it whatever soil it was in but she took it i had some sort of fucking burn yeah it's something funny but i saw a pretty picture of it today man yeah it's gorgeous you take yeah. them pretty black pictures. And, oh the black and white one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. good shit man nice. She's, i can't wait to fucking get her hanging too i want to fucking try her Someone needs uh, to nice. isolate that audio and just replay it. I can't wait to get her hanging too. <laughs> <laughs> Some scary yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, no that shit. That could be a pro- promo for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We would never stoop to that kind of bullshit. <laughs> yes, it would we take will. a. Oh, there is no way. I put my foot down on this for no reason. <laughs> um, Johnny, where were we with the questions? So, do you remember? Yeah. What's your first seed you ever planted, and why was it an apple seed? <laughs> no. Uh, first seed was not an apple seed. Um, first seed ever was, I think I was like four years old. It was. The lima bean we put it. Lima it's actually, yeah, it was a great, uh, great lesson because it's literally how I still germinate my seeds today, which is in a wet paper towel, folded up in a little bit of plastic wrap. Um, and back then, in four-year-olds, we like hung them in the window, which is actually a really cool trick if you like do the wet paper towel method and you hang it up um, in a window. The tap root will grow straight down. Um, and it makes for a super easy planting. I, I usually don't do that because I'm lazy, but um, yeah, that was my first seed, lima bean. No shit. Did you? Did it grow to fruition? Did I miss you saying that? Uh, honestly, don't really remember. Yeah, I think so. He was I think uh, like four. All, yeah, I was four years old. I think we all like planted them in a little pots, and you know they grew in our little classroom window. What's your favorite <laughs> pie, and why is it apple? It's not apple. Uh, Hell yeah. I actually mentioned it. I actually mentioned it earlier. My favorite pie is pumpkin, and it's only it's not just any pumpkin. It's my own recipe, and it's made with my homegrown butternut squash. And the the key is just like getting the puree super smooth, and then it's just like a really nice, rich custard. And my my wife always does a badass homemade crust for it time out there's butternut squash and pumpkin pie no 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 no. but i instead of i mean butternut is just another type of winter squash it's another variety yeah when you said that when you said that earlier on i wanted to fucking say something so bad but i'm like no that's for the pie question i'm gonna hear it there for sure like i didn't assume butternut in in pumpkin pie i was like what it just has like pumpkin just has like a little more of a watery, watered-down flavor. I feel like the butternut is just like a little bit more pop. And is I the pie still butter. orange? 
the pie is like a, a like a brown, you know, so kind of a tan brown. Yeah, now um, it's just too fancy for the likes of us. Uh, but if you tried it, it's it's so good. You'd love it. Um, my wife didn't like pumpkin pie, and now it's her favorite as well. I'm oh, not shit. a pumpkin pie fan, but I'm anything that you cook, I will try. Mm-hmm. I I'd venture to say that every pumpkin pie you've ever had was using that same store-bought canned pumpkin and that's oh, the bet. reason they suck yeah probably yeah i don't like those pumpkin pies really either but yeah but the important thing is it's not an apple pie yeah yeah apple pie just doesn't do it for me johnny it's it's a little too standard i think i'm not even gonna bother asking but well i am gonna bother asking god damn it what's your favorite fruit and why is it apple <laughs> um it's actually watermelon i think Ooh. really um, yeah which is a controversial one and i think it's rooted in my just childhood and summer memories of being at the beach and the pool and it's a, it's a textural thing i i love the texture of watermelon that's an interesting one. do you like not do you grow it guy? no i can't do uh, watermelon I mean, oh I like God. watermelon. But no, I like the taste. Like, I like there's I a just, lack the of like, yeah, there's something missing. I mean, if watermelon tasted like the fruit, if it's like the fucking goddamn banana, the yeah. that <laughs> Captain Autoflower is always fucking talking about, then yeah, I want to try watermelon like that because I like fruity fucking or candy mm-hmm. watermelon. But an actual watermelon is far from candy watermelon. No, and, and it's that it is that However, subtle, sweet, refreshing quality that I like. In Aqua Fresca, it's phenomenal. Oh yeah, no, I it, I, I, I usually get a lot of uh, scoffs when I tell people my favorite fruit is watermelon. They're they're always shocked. But again, I think wow. there's some. We don't how dare you not favor what they yeah. favor. How dare we you not like apple? We don't want to make you feel <laughs> bad, uh, but you're you're wrong. <laughs> I will say the, the best bite of fruit I ever had was mango, and it was Ooh. like one that had literally just fallen off the tree moments before. It, this was in Oaxaca, Mexico, and uh-huh. we were swimming at the pool, and there was a mango tree hanging over, and a mango fell off, and I ate it. I was pretty stunned, but it was, I was like I will, the I, best I, mango ever. I think that sounds a lot like the uh, environment and. Not so. It could have been a grapefruit, but it also sounds like it was an amazing time. <laughs> so <laughs> you might be mixing those. It's like my dad always says, right? The best beer my dad ever had was a cold Coors Light, and he goes, he hates Coors, and he's had better beers, but he was really, really thirsty, and it was really hot outside. Oh yeah, man, those are the <laughs> fucking best, man. When you're dripping uh, sweat, humid, yeah. Yeah, I drank I drank a lot of those in my life, but then I I moved on to the 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 clear vodka was what what was gonna kill me. Cheap vodka, yeah. man. Loved it, yeah, but at whiskey. Least, yeah, I had a bad experience when I was in fucking when I was in Germany with fucking vodka and Red Bull. Me and my roommate pounded oh. a fucking bottle like within a half hour, like four cans of Red Bull and a fucking fifth oh. of vodka. yeah, yeah. <laughs> The amount of sugar and alcohol in your system. Holy shit. Uh, I woke up in a puddle of poo. Let's just say that. I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's the same way with you. Um, but 
looking like as when I was when I was like drinking at my heaviest before I I, I was got sober, um, the I, the thought of mixing sugar with alcohol would just kill me because I was like I don't want to wake up more hungover. Yeah, that was yeah. The thought the thought is disgusting to me. Yeah, I would just like you know, <laughs> in in my worst moments I was drinking the equivalent of like Everclear with like flavorless sparkling water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mine, I was literally the low, I would get a handle, the low shit, the lowest shelf vodka, even cheaper than pop off. And then I would get like a small tea, like just a regular Lipton tea. And I would just drink that. And it was be- the fucking worst. <laughs> but it didn't have sugar yeah, don't, in it. Don't miss those days. Did the job. No, not man. Yeah, thank God I, I've stopped. And I think we can all agree that cannabis as a medicine helps greatly. And I think oh, yeah. all three of us. It would have been uh, hard. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. It would have been all hard th- to give it up without the assistance of cannabis. Absolutely. I will say that for sure. And all three of us are much better off without it. No doubt. Oh, absolutely, man. No doubt. But not to end on some weird message because we don't care what you do personally. Um, do you have <laughs> Do you have anything that you want to share? Any exciting things coming up? Um or how, or just want to plug yourself? Um, well, the most exciting thing coming up soon is we will be, uh, we're not far off. February 10th is going to be the announcing of our winners of the Tangitiba Guana Grow Along. And so Ooh. I think I'll be returning to the circle around We'll be doing it on time. the circle, so can, yeah, hopefully around that time. We'll be discussing it. And then uh, in in April, April sixth, we're gonna be dropping the uh, the balanced Katuga and the sour Perizoso, which is my my dog walker, my oldest uh, photo period to autoflower uh, project, which is in its F four form coming out. Wow, that's awesome! Hell yeah, dude! I'm excited, and you yeah, ex- fu- excited for him. And they can find you you at your website. Yeah, alabrihegenetics.com or on Instagram, alabrihe.genetics. And, and we got a Discord page too. You, if, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you can uh, navigate via the Average Grow Discord. Yeah, if, 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 if you need help, we all, we're all connected. So just let us know. <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, thank well, you I so appreciate much. You guys. I appreciate you too. Before we go, Padre, uh, why doesn't he stick around for that Sunday sermon? Oh shit! Yeah, I completely forgot. I thought I would get out of here without having to do one. No, you. Um, I got a good one with in the spirit of having Alabrihe here, right? Uh, Yeah. I would say that all we, if you're involved in the community at all, and you reach out and make friends. It only benefits you in the long run because you get new friends and you can help them with them their stuff and they help you with their yours. Uh, that was completely just made up and rambling and it was terrible. But don't be a dick. Mind your own business and go with Frog. Thanks, Elabri. Hey, for coming on, man. Thank you and, so much, and, dude. Uh, uh, it was thank a pleasure you guys. To, to fucking chat it up with you and um. And uh, bend your ear on the garden and listen to your story, man. It was a fucking yeah, absolute was... pleasure. We'll have you back here soon. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Peace.